Hello everybody, welcome back to Goldbridge Saves Football, the best podcast in the universe and it won't be disappointing today as Goldbridge takes a complete and utter turnaround. It's been turned on its head. We're also taking each other on in a Premier League British eleven. yes, it's Brexit Brazier, against Multicultural Mark as I take on uh, a European Premier League eleven, or well, a worldwide, forget Europe, worldwide Premier League eleven from current players against Will's Brexiteers. Uh, we'll also be previewing the biggest Premier League games. And as it's Super Bowl weekend and Will likes the Super Bowl and I'm doing a Super Bowl watch along, we're going to talk about what your favourite favourite American snacks are and Americans you can get involved in that. And as well as that, before I introduce Will, who's just chomping at the bit here, on a packet of uh, tacos that are blue. Um, we also have some response to some of your comments last last Tuesday. Should phones be banned? Some people are saying, should phones be banned from stadiums? It's ridiculous how people have just got their phones out and are not enjoying the moment. So we'll talk about that as well. Will, how are you, fella? Yeah, very well. Excited for another action-packed weekend. I think the fixture list this weekend excites me because I do like those big games, but I love it when it's a nice evenly spread fixture list and you've got the potential for those upsets. We'll be talking about the title race. Birmingham City on Friday night. I'm sure we're all excited for that. The live game on Sky and it's just going to be a great way to round out a birthday weekend for me. Yeah, we won't all be out down the pub having a meal, playing Monopoly or just having an early night on Friday, will we? We'll all be watching Sky on Friday night for Birmingham City against God knows who. But um, it is a good weekend. There are some good fixtures. Tottenham Brighton's one to keep an eye on. Luton, Sheffield United. And and that's before you start talking about United, Villa, West Ham, Arsenal, Man City, Everton. There's some cracking games this weekend. Of course there is. Of course there is. Um, right, let's get into it. Look, we're not we're not messing about on this show today. It's, it's jam-packed. Um, it should be sponsored by Rob. Robinsons, um, if you know, you know. I think they make jam. Uh, if they don't, maybe it's Hartley's. Maybe I've got that wrong. Who Hartley's, makes jam, yeah. anybody? It's Hartley's jam. Yeah, I've got that wrong. Robinsons is, is cordial. Uh, right, let's get into it. No messing about. We're going to do uh, a Premier League British eleven against the Premier League, League non-British eleven. Brexit, Will's going with the Brexiteers. Do you want to go first, Will? What do you got? Because you were confident about this. Uh yeah, I was confident texting you, but as always, um, like I'm a Boris bit naive Johnson. going into this. Yeah, I, I'd just like to be clear. You know, we all like to have a laugh on a joke, but I did vote remain. Um, but in going into this 11 here, we've got, I was confused. So basically, I'll be honest, it's the best policy, unlike Brexit, um, is um, I put Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane down in my initial 11 because I was like getting a bit excited. Yes, I can see your mouth opening. Keep it shut because I know what I've done wrong and they've got to cross through the names. So do you want to do position for position or do you just want me to run through it? Just you run through yours. Now. It's not a Tuesday show. We've got, we're, we're, we try to be a little bit more punchy. <laughs> so you're going to be voting for this at home. Um, you might get a lot of the Brexiteers voting with you. Just They don't care. Just, they just don't want to vote for the foreigners. So, you know, off, off we go. We're taking the piss out of Brexit here. There was some fundamental good points about Brexit, but ultimately it was based on a bed of lies, like saving £350 million. Was it a minute from the NHS or something? I don't think we've done it in something five like years. That, yeah. yeah, so anyway, enough of the Brexit stuff because people will get uh, offended in certain uh, undesirable areas of the UK. Uh, let's go. Also, I'd just like to add, if you have got your own political opinions, that's fine and it's great to debate. You shouldn't get angry. Um, right, starting off in goal, I've gone for real big Brexit player, Jordan Pickford. Uh, right back, I've gone Trent Alexander-Arnold. Centre back, I've gone John Stones. Um, now, I was. this is where I was trying to squeeze another 
UK and Ireland player in there, and I just couldn't. So at the moment, I've got Harry Maguire in there. Please help if you know. Left back, first non-English player, I've got Andy Robertson. Uh, 4-3-3 is the modern way. So I've got a midfield three, not of Jude Bellingham. I've got a midfield three of Declan Rice, John McGinn, and James Madison. And then my front three, right wing Phil Foden. Well, I'll have to go Ivan Tony up front and Saka on the left. I could put my bloody third team out and beat this lot. This is going to be an absolute <laughs> landslide. You know, for all those people who overhype British players, this is a prime example. Um, you should. I'd have had Ollie Watkins up front uh, instead of Tony. Um, there's got to be better centre-backs than Harry Maguire. And I like Harry Maguire, but he hasn't played much this season. There's there's a few, isn't there? There's Gwehi. Um, there is some... Yeah, but that's why I wanted to squeeze someone like, like, you know, from Wales or from... But honestly, I extensively Mate, researched you, you, for at least 15 to 20 minutes. You needed to get better players. And and I wouldn't have gone Pickford in goal either. I'd have gone Pope or... Um, who plays in goal for Northern Ireland? Ireland, does he play in the Prem? Is there a Welsh one, you know? Yeah. Well, look, uh, ultimately, ultimately, this is going to be the most one-sided debate. Uh, Will's made a pig's ear of it, really. He's thought he could bring in players from uh, La Liga, which is clearly illegal. Um which is a bit like La Liga, actually. Um, anyway, we move on. So this is going to be very easy for me because I, I could basically just put any foreign goalkeeper in and win this. But I'm going to go... I'll do it properly. Alisson in goal. Pedro Porro at right back. I'll go Van Dijk and... I've forgotten who my other centre-back. Oh, Van Dijk and Saliba. I'll go... Hang on uh, a minute. Point of, point of order, please. Point of order, please. Because the one that we agreed to was a British eleven versus a European eleven, And as far as I'm concerned, Alisson was... No. Is Brazilian? No, it wasn't. It was a non-British eleven. So we'll move on. Uh, Alison, Par- he's, he's jumping in because he's, he's he's worried. It's a non. It's a British Premier eleven versus a non-British Premier League eleven. So he, I, I, I could win anyway. I just haven't got the time to think of a goalkeeper. All right, I put Vicario in goal. Not bothered. Vicario in goal. Porro at right back. Van Dijk and Saliba at centre back. Left back would be Adogi, Rodri. Uh, I will go Rodri, De Bruyne and Sabozlai and then my front three would have to be well you've ruined my wingers now haven't you because I would go Salah, Son and Haaland instead I'll have to go Haaland uh, Kulisevsky and I'd probably go I'm off the top of my head here for a left winger uh, I will go with uh, I'll put Isaac on the wing and, and I win easy anyway but I don't think I should have to be European Brexit means Brexit that means you're cutting yourself off from the rest of the world get your votes no, in I've abs- absolutely battered him let's be honest it's uh, it's embarrassing to do that we'll get on to something else very quickly because that's that's an annihilation yeah well let's get into the Premier League weekend uh, we've spoke a lot about the title race so I think these are repeat fixtures from around Christmas time because we had the same chat just going yeah. into the Christmas break but it's the hipsters derby it's Tottenham versus Brighton but a lot has happened in that space of time and I wanted to sort of reflect on whether if you'd have Deserby or Big Ange um, coming into the club if Ten Hag was to go or who you prefer as a manager and who's got the most uh, sort of the best and highest ceiling because the Zerbies had a bit of a tumultuous time in this second season. Forgot to say at the start as well, a bit of a VAR update from the new uh, um, CEO of it, but, and also comes out as a bit of a prat. Uh, his name's Tony Scholes. 
And uh, let's just say the class of the second name has not rubbed off on Tony. But we'll talk about him in a moment. Uh, yeah, look, I think these are the Boxing Day. They are the Boxing Day fixtures because Man United beat Villa on Boxing Day and we've got them at Villa Park. Would I take Ange or De Zerbi at United? To be honest, I think at the moment, recency bias, it would have to be Big Ange. Um, I don't necessarily think that mm. means he's better than, than De Zerbi. I think it's been a very challenging season for Brighton. They've got European football. Spurs don't. Uh, De Zerbi's first season was very good, like Big Ange. So I, I don't think it's as definitive as anything. But as we've mentioned, recency bias seems to overcloud everybody at the moment. I heard a Pratt this week. I forget what pundit it was. Um, might have been Carragher actually saying that uh, um, De Bruyne is the best midfielder the Premier League's ever had or something like that. And I think, well, you know, for somebody who actually played in the Premier League, I'd expect better from him. But the media are obsessed with this. I mean, I actually saw Sky Sports the other day. They had a video ranking the best YouTuber footballers. I was like, this is Sky Sports. You've got, you, you pay money for Premier League access. We can do that because we haven't got the rights. But if you've got Premier League rights, what are you doing ranking Premier League? Will's writing it down. Ranking Premier League YouTubers on Sky Sports. I mean, God, they haven't just fell off. They're descending down the abyss. Ridiculous waste of um, uh, the rights they have. Um, and also annoyed because I wasn't even put in there because, uh, you know, it just shows you the people, people, the, the, the sort of shit they're talking. But this summer will be a renaissance. I believe in it. Uh, biggest comeback since Dirty Den. But uh, yeah, look, I'd go, I'd, I'd, I'd go Ange. I'd go Ange. Well, you speak about the recency bias as well, because we recorded the podcast on Monday and we did the Saka versus Foden clip and we'll come on to yeah. it in Goldbridge, but obviously Phil Foden went on to score a hat-trick. So those do alter things. Sky Sports, I mean, just on that as well. I do worry because the, the Premier League rights have been extended. But when they lose that, why on earth would you ever get a Sky Sky Sports subscription going forward? Because even I really like the cricket. Sky Sports yeah. cricket. It's not even on it's not even on Sky Sports, it's on TNT. They haven't even got the rights for it. The F1's good if you like the F1, but the F1's gone a bit boring. Yeah, very but good. I grew up with Sky. Um I'm not criticizing it for any reason. I've been on it. I think Will's been on it. But you know, I said to them a year ago, I don't really want to go on anymore and do your shows because it's a really big commute and it's for what, 10, 15 minutes of what I would describe as quite ranking stuff to set in the hope that it will go viral. I just, I just think the whole, I think they're in trouble. I think they're in trouble really. Um, they want any ideas, you know, get in contact with me. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. You, you, LinkedIn you need, presence now. You need, you need to clear out, um, get some old brand and clear it out but yeah um yeah yeah i'd definitely go Ange on that one but i do i do suspect that next year it could be a flip around with brighton and deserby well it's interesting with that second season syndrome as well but i just wonder i always said with brighton like it is hard when you get to that position of you've overachieved a bit like newcastle but with newcastle you know they can go again because they've got the resources and brighton are very good with the sort of churning everything out selling on for profit and stuff but there is a there is a level to that uh which way do you think this one's going to go going into the weekend uh it's a tough one i can't remember what i said in win lose or draw so i'm gonna have to probably end up uh, contradicting myself because it is a tough one uh i think that spurs are very consistent so you probably would say spurs but i'm gonna go with a draw i'm gonna go for you know, it's great to see that you're on the big Ange train finally. Welcome, sit down, have a ticket. There's a trolley service coming through, so welcome. And I'm going to go for a Tottenham win on that one. 
Just on the phone thing, Retro Hooligan from the Tuesday show said, phones should be banned in football grounds. You've paid to watch the match live, not through your phone screen. Enjoy the moment and don't film it. And we had another one who I'm not going to give their name out because they might actually um, get a bit of hate for it. But uh, their name is uh, Darren. And he basically said that uh, he only uses his phone for phone calls and text messages and listening to podcasts. Doesn't see the point in them. Um Darren, there are a lot of good stuff you can watch on your phone that um, it's difficult to do it on your laptop. You can't take your laptop in the toilet. That's all I'm going to say. Um, right. Uh, what's our next either or, Phil? Uh, Will? Darren? You called me Phil a few times, actually, because Gary's in your head. Maybe Phil Neville's in your head. The whole yeah. Tracy might be in your head as well. If you start calling me her, that's when we've got real problems. Just wanted to look at the title race because, like I said at the start of the show, it's a very evenly spaced sort of weekend. Manchester City at home to Everton, you'd expect to win. Arsenal away at West Ham, tough, but if they want to win the title, they've got to win. And Liverpool at home to Burnley. So who's got the toughest test this weekend? I think I've just answered my own question. But... Who won't be top at Christmas? Who will be top at the international break? Who'll be top at Easter? That's the one, because I'm sure Easter's early this year. It is, actually. What's your your favourite Easter egg a little bit early? No, we're going to do Super Bowl snacks. Um, But I've ordered a load of Super Bowl snacks, actually, for the the weekend. And I can't believe the amount of stuff they have in America, Will. Um, Fanta. They've got blueberry Fanta. They've got all sorts. They've got ketchup flavored pringles um they're, they're so they've got so much variety and i mean i know it's big uh, in america but they've got so much variety of pringles even like they've got hot hot and flamey sour cream pringles and stuff like that their drink selections are absolutely huge so i'm not really for the americans but you can tell us if you want but you do live there but what is your favorite american snack i'm gonna put a starter for 10 in I really do like them fish things. They're like somebody will know what they are. They're like they're like um, they're like you know we have um, like mini fish cheddars. Fillets. They're like they're, they're oh, like mini what, cheddars. fishy crisps. No, they don't taste of fish. They're just fish shaped, um, but they all come in oh. different colours and uh, they got red and green and stuff. Uh, ridiculously artificial, but uh, I quite like them. They're like mini cheddars, but they're they're little fish shaped things. I like those, and uh, I got to say I like the pizza flavoured Pringles as well. And drinks-wise, you can't go wrong with a cream soda or a cherry Dr. Pepper. Um, well, I went to LA last year and I was staying at my mate's and he bought me a pack of Twinkies and I devoured those. They were absolutely lovely. And rather they're surprisingly, the um, yeah, uh, they're like a, like, a, like a mini roll almost, but very, yeah. very sweet. And rather surprisingly, um, they're not big on the cider over there, but their Strongbow is 10 times better over there just because they put about eight cups of sugar in it. Oh, sugar. Evil. Evil. Anyway, get your comments in on your favourite American snacks. It's Super Bowl weekend. And if you want to join me uh, into the early hours of Monday morning, I'll be doing a live watch along on That's Football, eating a load of American sweets up to my tits in sugar. Um, Right. On the title race, I actually have quite a take on this. I think Man City will beat Everton quite comfortably. I think Liverpool will beat Burnley quite comfortably. Um, But I actually don't think Arsenal are going to win at West Ham because I think this is going to be the weekend where... We really understand about Arsenal. Uh, I think this is the prime sort of game where they don't have a Tony or a Watkins or a Haaland or an Osman. And uh, West Ham played quite well against United, and I don't think they'll be up for losing two in a row. They'll play a little bit. They'll play a lot deeper than Liverpool did. And uh, Arsenal, if they win this game, then that is what you need to do if you want to win a title. 
But I just think Arsenal are a very good side, but I just fancy West Ham to get something out of this. So I think that by Christmas, who will, sorry, by Easter, I think it will be City top. But I suspect Liverpool will still be in striking distance and Arsenal probably five, six points away. I actually think, I agree with you on the West Ham-Arsenal game, but I actually do really think that Everton will be very strong defensively when they get it right. When it goes wrong, it's a catastrophe. But I just feel something silly is going to happen at the weekend. It's the lunchtime kickoff. Get your eyes around it. I just feel that Everton not will win, but I just feel it could be a nil-nil or a bit of a score draw there. Man City will be 3-0 up after 10 minutes now. You watch. <laughs> yeah. And I'll have picked the wrong player and it won't be benefiting me in Goldbridge. But yeah, Liverpool-Burnley as well, just to wrap up on that, that's going to be... I mean, if Burnley play the way that they have been doing, it could get a bit silly. Yeah, you've got to wonder... Yeah, I mean, boring topic, but you've got to wonder why they've stuck with Vincent Company. I know why, but I genuinely think a different type of coach at Burnley might have just ground them out some points, but Company's never going to do it. It's never going to turn it around. No, and I think the big thing, like just be more pragmatic. I've spoken about it so many times. The, the big thing coming up from the championship, playing nice football is great, but the, the correlation to teams that come straight back down if you don't change your ways is remarkable. So the stats are there. People love the stats. Maybe just use them and stop being so damn pig-minded. Um, Mark, if it's all right for you, I'd like to hear from our half-time sponsors. Change your ways while you're young. They're too old now. Not a long time. Not enough time. Uh, right next, Aston Villa against Manchester United. Wow, wow, wow! This is incredible. I mean, I was watching Chelsea Villa in the cup or Villa Chelsea in the cup, and I was like, right, they beat Sheffield United at the weekend. They lost their last. You know, they hadn't been beaten. I think at Villa Park in 13 months or something ridiculous like that. Newcastle deserved to beat them, and then Chelsea deserved to beat them. They've lost two home games in a row. And they've got Man United at Villa Park on Sunday. I'm not sure this is good for United because surely this Villa side can't lose three games in a row at Villa Park. But sometimes when the bubble bursts, you blow it up, but you can't blow it up because it's got a big hole in it. And that's why it burst in the first place. Yeah, it, I, the start of that Chelsea game on uh, last night as of recording was just like so end to end. And then Villa like really bad defensively, like Nicholas Jackson had the whole, whole end to head in this goal from and I think they were just making so many mistakes and even thought they were going well forward but when it came to like the last sort of instance to shoot it was just a bit yeah it was just a bit messy it just didn't feel very Villa like that we've expected at Villa Park and I mean looking at the table now I mean football is a funny old game isn't it because you are eight points behind Aston Villa obviously that could go down to five if you win and with everything going, just with the sort of youth movement at Manchester United, it even feels with that, that's brought Ten Hag getting the grips on things. And this is me from an outsider, not a Mark Goldbridge car washer. I just think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited if I was a Manchester United fan. And I think this could be almost, not the culmination of Ten Hag's work, but like a real statement victory. Yeah, I agree. And also, I, um, but I don't think Man United will win. I think it'll. I just can't see Villa losing three games in a row at home, but it's massively important if United want to get top four. I think if they could win that, they could really start to put a bit of pressure on Tottenham and Villa because I think the thing at the moment is Villa and Tottenham really don't have any pressure. Uh, and I think both of them fancy taking on each other for that fourth spot, whereas we really could do with one team coming through and just putting a bit of pressure on them. It's not going to be West Ham. It's not going to be Brighton. It's not going to be Chelsea. <coughs> oh, God, what was that? A bit oh, of, God. Bit of porridge. Bit of 
Um, uh, yeah, so I think it's either going to be Newcastle or Man United, and uh, hopefully it's going to be United. But I think I'm going to go for a draw in that one, Will. I'm going to go for United win just based on the way that Villa played at Old Trafford and United were, were able to exploit them even from that sort of commanding position. And they didn't play well that night at Old Trafford and United got the win. Villa haven't been playing well at home in those recent games, so I'm going to go for a Manchester United win. I'd love that. I'd absolutely love that. Interesting little one here that you put. What's this? Hoyland versus Watkins? Is that in, What's that in relation to? Well, it was sort of a mix between who would you rather have at your club. Obviously, Hoyland's, you know, like we said, football is a funny old game. Hoyland's trajectory is fantastic. Ollie Watkins having a great season, but always feels like he's in fits and starts there. So maybe mould it in to one Villa player that you take immediately from their team and put straight into Manchester United's team. Uh, I think I'd have to take one of their midfielders. I think it would probably be Douglas Louise. I think. Uh, I, I think he that. would be a very, very good signing for Manchester United. Um, also, if he was fit, I think Paul Torres would be perfect at the moment as the left-sided centre-back with Martinez injured. But I think I'd go... Uh, yeah, I think I'd go Diaz. Um, he's been a really good uh, signing for them and exactly what United need. Because obviously we've got Maynou and we've got Casemiro and we've got Bruno, but beyond those three, you always have to make subs and it's a big drop-off when it's Ericsson or McTominay. Yeah, well, it's exciting. You know, you've got a smile on your face, you're coming into work a little bit chipper, you Manchester United are back and, you know, top four, even top five still, when them coefficients come out, could be enough for Champions League football again. And a bit like Arsenal, if you get it, you keep rolling and being able Trouble to attract the right players. Trouble is with United, you just never know. You just never know in Manchester United what you're going to get. And we're more than capable of, uh, of, uh, of losing a game. And I think we have to be wide awake to that because it's been that sort of season and Martinez is a big blow. And we, uh, Villa are weird at the moment. There's, there's no doubt about that. I thought they started out well up against Chelsea and Newcastle for five minutes. Maybe not the Newcastle game, but that first... They seem to me to be Villa, and I said it on the watch along, Villa strike me as a team at the moment that are really, really good when things are going their way. But when they get a setback, they don't seem to have... And understandably, because they haven't been a big club for a long time in relation to challenging for top four, they seem to be a team that when something goes wrong, they haven't learnt that yet. And if you look at it, if you look at that Chelsea game, they were behind for a long time. If you look at the Newcastle game, they were behind for a long time. So it's not like, oh my God, we've lost at the end. Like They, they literally were down for most of the game and they just didn't have the composure to, to get back into it. And that's probably the next step for Emery. They're a good team when things are going well. But when, when they've got a battle from behind, they, they don't seem to have that uh, experience yet. But uh, yeah, it's nil-nil when it starts on Sunday. And the uh, first goal will be key. It always is with United. Well, I'll tell you what's not nil-nil. Uh, uh, let me just redo that, but not take it out of the podcast because you have to admit your defeats. I'll tell you what's not nil-nil, Mark. Goldbridge. It's currently... A big score, which we'll get into. It was a fantastic weekend. You were chirping again on Twitter. I've bookmarked it. You were sending me WhatsApp messages. It's bordering on getting into a HR issue. But um, before I get into it, how are you feeling about it? I'm still winning. Uh, last week, it was 31-26. And this week, I'll give you the glory to tell us what actually happened. But uh, bottom line is, you're still losing and... You know, maybe I've took my foot off the pedal this week. I lost on the fill-in to Ben Foster on the podcast, uh, on the quiz there. Um, you know, and I've not had the best week on Goldbridge, but that's me. You know, I, I sort of, I'm. A, it's like Pep when he rests a few players. I don't take it as a defeat. I just go, right, okay, you, you've, you've rested a few players now. Now let's up your game a little bit. And, and you'll see that in my predictions this week. 
Yeah, so Mark said it was 31-26 going into last week. It's now 33-31, just to dot the I's and cross the T's. That was a point for uh, Jao Pedro and Hoyland for Mark. Calvert-Lewin did score, but it got took off him, uh, even though Mark did text me celebrating. So we have to yeah. delete that WhatsApp. Um, for me, uh, Ollie Watkins scored. Martinez kept his clean sheet. That was another text from Mark, and it got ruled out for VAR. A fantastic book I'm making here. And uh, on Monday night, uh, much to the chagrin of Mark, Phil Foden scored a hat-trick, which is three fat points. So it's Goldbridge 33, Brazier 31. We're going into a new game week. We'll do alternate picks. Uh, we don't know what we've picked. There's a new rule as well. Mark's getting very scared. Uh, because he texted me this morning saying, oh no, new rule on Goldbridge, can't pick any player from the last week, otherwise it's getting a bit repetitive uh, and dull. Do I have a right to reply here? Yes, I do. First of all, it's 33-31, and if it wasn't for VAR, I could be a four-point gap instead of two, so you better start kissing its arse. And secondly, <laughs> I read the comments. As we know, I've read a few out already on the show and name drops those people. I read the comments and a lot of people have said, it's not really that good when you're picking the same players each week. And I realised I'd pick Hoyland twice in a row. So I was like to Will, yeah, I think we should mix it up a little bit and make it afresh. And I, I agree with that. And we listen to the audience. Um, I, I've got to get this in actually, because if I don't, then we haven't done it. VAR, uh, Tony Scholes, I think is the new CEO of VAR. He's come out and said that uh, he wants to improve two things with VAR. Um, he's saying that they've got an, uh, a 96% success rate with VAR this year. I'll, I'll debate that in a moment. <laughs> but, um, well, it's subjective, isn't it, Will, for a start? How can you how can you subjectively say you've got a 96% success rate? I mean, how many penalty decisions that we see, that's a penalty, and then they just get backed by VAR? You can't have a 96%. This is what I mean. Don't fall for propaganda. We've spoken about Brexit. Now we're going to speak about VAR. How can you give yourself a 96% success rate when most of decisions in football are subjective, handball, red card, penalties, there is no right or wrong with those. There's a there's a slight right, slight wrong. There's a big right, big wrong. There'll be loads in that 96% where a lot of us think they've got it wrong and they've gone, well, VAR agreed with the match official. That doesn't make it right. No, and we had that in the in the championship as well. They came out with their statistics. And I always remember it was the week, I think they were up in the 80s, which I can tell you is mm. definitely wrong. And it was the weekend when Lee Buchanan, someone went through his knee. It should have been a straight red. The guy didn't even get a book in and the foul got given against them. So they're just making fools of themselves. I saw one last week. It wasn't in the championship. It was in League One. I think it was a Portsmouth player. He got sent off for tackling the ball. It was just a slide tackle and he sent him off. It was like... You know, I know I know referees make mistakes and to be fair to the referee, what's he supposed to do? Like, you know, he's seen it as something and there is no VAR to protect him, but it, it just looked bad. But the two things that Tony Scholes wants to improve is um, he wants to uh, sp uh, speed it up. He wants to speed up the amount of time it takes to make decisions. And um, well, I can't even read my bloody writing here. Just uh, on that, while you find your writing out as well, I'd, I'd say... Things aren't going to improve because if oh, yeah. you're like the type of person Tony Scholes is to take the head of VAR, whatever the job is, and the type of people that we attract to be referees, that is the problem. So fundamentally, until we attract a better sort of type of person who's going to be a bit more pragmatic, things ain't going to change. Yeah, so he wants to make the decisions quicker, which I would agree with, but he also wants to improve the in-stadium experience because for the match-paying fan, it's not great. Well, I think you've missed the boat, Tony, already. And for me, you should be sacked. Um, some people might say that's a bit harsh. He's only just start. He's only just started his job. But if he thinks the two biggest issues are the time it's taking and in the st in stadium experience, 
You ain't got a bloody clue, mate. And you can shove your ninety six percent while the sh where the sun doesn't shine. You, 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 you're a you're a, you're a chancer, and uh, you, 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 you're a propaganda merchant. Um, your ninety six percent is completely wrong. VAR is not fit for purpose. The technology is good, but you've not been right ninety six percent of the time at all. And uh, you're basically just come in. You've got your PR people and said, "How do I spin a positive and come across as if I know what I'm doing?" Well, you do that by not doing benefit of the doubt. When it comes to penalties, we want proper decisions. We don't want backing of the referees. We don't want subjectivity. We don't want, you know, was it clear and obviously wrong? We want turn it over and give the fans what they want. The right decisions most of the time instead of the wrong decisions most of the time. Let's do Goldbridge. Yeah, let's get into it then. We'll do alternate picks. Mark, you can start because you are in the lead. Uh, we don't know who each other's picks, so we might have to work on the fly. All yeah, new I've players. Got, Goldbridge should go first. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm feeling like I've got to step up my game here. Two weeks ago, I had a very good week. Uh, you laughed at me when I said Ezzy, and he went and scored two goals. So Goldbridge is going hipster and niche again. He's going to go for Luton against Sheffield United, and he's going to go Adebayo. <laughs> I mean, of all the players to pick that we both got, I've actually got him, so I'll work on him. Well, I was going to go there. Morris as well. I, I had him as my backup, so... Um, I'll start with uh, the lunchtime kickoff. I'm going for Jeremy Doku to score against Everton. Oh, I like it. I like it. I really like it. Well, um, I'm going to go... Where will I go next? I'm going to go with uh, Nottingham Forest at home to Newcastle. And I'm going to... No, actually, I won't. I'll go um, I'll go for a game we've spoken about. Uh, we're going to go Tottenham against Brighton. And we're going to go Richarlison. Although... I was going to go Son because I think he might be back, but it's just we're in that running now where I don't think we'll be friendly to each other if someone doesn't play and go, oh, yeah, I just have a replacement. So I thought if I go Son and he won't play, um, so I've gone Richarlison. Yeah, to be fair, I've done that further down the list. Two, I'm going to Anfield. I'm going for Sir Bosley to score against Burnley. Lovely stuff. Um, I'm also at Anfield. Uh, I was stuck between Jota and Nunez um, and I'm going to go with... Um, Jota. Okay, interesting. I've changed my Elijah Adebayo prediction, but I'm sticking with the Luton player, a man that was in my signings of the season. I'm going for Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley, good, good shout, good shout. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to the Forest versus Newcastle game then, and I'm going to go Isaac for Newcastle. Okay, well, I've got Callum Wilson in that game, which is going to be very interesting. I don't know whether one of them's injured, actually. I don't know. I don't check this thing for Goldbridge. Isaac was, was injured last week, but he's back in contention. Okay. Um, Callum Wilson came on for Anthony Gordon, who's injured. I'll tell you what, as this gets closer and the, the reality of the forfeit, which nobody knows yet, which is going to be incredible, I think we're, I'm going to have to start treating this like FPL and look at injuries because I never do. Uh, my final pick is going to be a steal from Will last week. He's locked out. He can't use him. I'm sure there's going <laughs> to be goals at the Etihad. I was going to go De Bruyne, but I, I think I went De Bruyne last week anyway, or I have gone De Bruyne recently. So I'm going to go with, can't go Haaland, obviously he's locked out. So I'm going to go Foden. How often does a player score in, in Spurs? So I'm going to go Foden. Okay, I'm going to the Tottenham game and I'm going for James Madison as my final fifth pick there. you Did you not have him last week? No, last week I had Isaac Foden, Nunes. What, oh, I did, sorry. Yeah, I, I cheat. in front of me as well. 
He's a little cheat. He's tried to slip one in. I should have let him, actually, and then it would have been voided. Imagine if he'd scored a hat-trick, and then I would have gone, oh, I should have kept my mouth shut. Should have kept my mouth shut. Uh, sorry bridge. about that. No, I, I've literally got it right in front of me here. So I would go for Kulisevsky then. Lovely stuff. Okay, my goalkeeper, um, it was one of two for me. I, I can't see many clean sheets here, so I've gone with Alisson of Liverpool. No. All right, well, I had Alisson down, so I'm going to be an absolute maverick, and I'm going to go for Jordan Pickford. Oh, I thought you might have gone Edison there. Um, and I will go for... I'll stick with the same game. I, would, I nearly went niche and went Dawson for Wolves because it's so hard to pick a defender. And he probably will score now because this has happened to me a few times. But Van Dyke tends to score at home, so I'm going to go Van Dyke against Burnley. Um, I actually went on the stats and I was looking at most headed goals. Number top of the list is uh, Gabriel, which we've both yeah. picked quite a few times. So I left him yeah. off. Coming in a little bit down the list with two goals is Christian Romero. So I'm picking him. Good shout. Oh, is he I'll injured? Tell you what. He's injured. He's oh. injured. No, is he back? I'm going for him. I've done it. That's my. I've got to stick it and lock it in. I'll tell you what, I was thinking about this the other day, though. Everybody at home, remember, you can play along even if you just play it for the week. You get a point for every goal. A point for a clean sheet and three points for a defender. So seven picks, one defender, one goalkeeper, and five goal scorers. You can't pick Haaland. It's good to play every week, just as a you know, especially if you're not if you're trying to you know, you know, you don't want to have a gamble on money or anything like that. It's a good game to play against us or something like that, or, or do both. You know, we don't want to be uh... anyway. But my point is, is that it, it's really interesting because I think if one of us gets a defender at any point over the next few Premier League weeks, it will be decisive. So the defender thing is becoming more and more prevalent. It was a bit of a laugh at the start, but now it's a game changer. Yep, it just got serious. Life does that. Um, so this isn't a bit of friendly banter anymore. This is everything. It's not banter anymore. Trey Bentos, it's not it's, banter anymore. It's, it's not. It's just uh, not thanks everyone for tuning in. It's Friday. Don't forget to give us a vote on the poll. Who do you think's got the better team? Brexit. Will or Brexit Will Brazier or Mark the Multicultural Goldbridge and his basically it's a British Premier League 11 against a non-British Premier League 11 which is apparently now a European 11 so uh, anyway I still think I'll win comfortably so get those votes in also get in the comments what's your favourite favourite American snack I've gone with Cherry Coca-Cola uh, Dr Pepper and uh, Pizza Pringles although I do like the little fish things if anyone knows what they're called and what did you go with Will? I love a Twinkie. He loves a Twinkie, which is very close to a name of something uh, we used to call something uh, years ago. But he's talking about something he puts in his mouth in America, um, which is edible and a food. I should have clarified that as well. Right. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll speak to you on the next one. Have a cracking weekend. Uh, join us for the Super Bowl watch along on Sunday night. Also, loads of watch alongs on that Footballing United stand. And uh, make sure you get your comments in as well. Give us a follow, five stars. We'll speak to you later, Will. Bye!